This is Spike. And this is Elkis. And welcome to another episode of Vocally Vocally Fried. A podcast about what's in, what's out, and what it's all about. And today we're talking about the much anticipated episode with an expert in residence. Hissy Fit is here to talk about his favorite topic of all time. Hello, hello. John Waters. Waters. That's right. I'm being forced to be here and not paid. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I love John Waters. So originally this episode was supposed to come out in June, the month of Pride. And... Instead, it's coming out in September because Pride is all year. Right. I think this show really understands its dedication to the movement by releasing this in September. Uh, <laughs> you know, No one would see that coming. We did record an entire um, John Waters episode in June, and a lot of the audio went missing in, in the ether. Mysteriously. Uh, no one knows why. No. And no one had, is to be blamed. Of course. It had literally nothing to do with the fact there's no Wi-Fi at my apartment. And we're working <laughs> up a tiny little hotspot. It, Pretty analog. Yeah. <laughs> we are not pointing fingers. We're just here welcoming back our guest mm-hmm. resident expert. Yeah. His fit <laughs> on John Waters. Thank you. And Hissiva has been on the pod before, so if you haven't heard that episode, uh, you should definitely listen, because we're going to be jumping into John Waters only today. (laughs) (laughs) No cute, endearing stories from my personal life? Uh, I think think that will happen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, we want to... We want to um, focus on accountability as always. Spike, do you have anything to fact check or apologize for? It's you heard it, Apology Corner. I'm not sure. It's hard because our most recent episode hasn't come out yet. So I haven't faced the backlash of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> the haters have not hated yet. No. Um, but what do you have to apologize for, Elkie? I have a public apology for both Hissy Fit and Spike. And it comes from the, the depth of my heart. You both told me to watch the show, the other two. And I told both of you I didn't like it. I don't know. And it was really surprising. To yeah. Me. And I yeah. shook up and I was like, do I know you? Like, I was like. <laughs> it is a show that's like exclusively like a comedy around pop culture. Yeah. It's about like the entertainment biz. I watched half of an episode and, you know, pilot episodes can be kind of cringe. I got cringed yeah. out. Okay. And then I just stopped watching. If I'd even finished that episode, I would have loved it. Anyways, I think it's an amazing show. It really, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for not taking um, your 
recommendation seriously. It's a great show. I think it has some hilarious observations around public relations, celebrity, the media. And (laughs) so anyways, I apologize. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. (laughs) And I would also like to apologize again to Hissy Fit for silencing him during June. And (laughs) (laughs) we really wanted him to be there speaking this truth about John Waters. Yeah, my favorite. During <laughs> So I hope you can find it within yourself to forgive me. Please forgive the king of camp. Yeah, there's, there's other apologies to be directing. Oh, sorry. We should have written an apology letter to John Waters. He really needs it. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> he needs it. Okay. Anyways, do you have anything to apologize for? I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just walking through my clean slate. Like, yeah, baby. Just baby. Um, It is baby mode. (laughs) That's amazing. So, Spike, or, you know, I'm going to open this one up to the group. (laughs) Who is John Waters? Hissy, would you like to speak on this? <laughs> Mr. Fit. <laughs> okay, let's see. I got it right last time. It's a, a man from Baltimore, Maryland, with a tiny, tiny mustache. Him and a gang of pals called the Dreamlanders. Uh, they um, created a lot of cult, campy, queer, early cinema, um, uh, including hits such as Pink Flamingos from 72 and... As we all know, Nikki Blonsky's favorite claim to fame, Hairspray, 1988. What makes a girl? <laughs> Reach out and touch. Oh, that to was touch. a great, a great intro. Thank you. Well, luckily we've had second some time's the charm. <laughs> as we have recorded a full two-hour John Waters episode. We had months and months to prepare. Did we take the, the time? <laughs> we did one rehearsal three yeah. to four months ago, and mm-hmm. here we are now. Spike really took, I would say, preparation for this episode seriously. Good. Like, she watched many John Waters films. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the first time we did it, I was very unprepared. Mm. So <laughs> I have since watched Pink Flamingos from nice. the Trash Trilogy. <laughs> the Trash and then I watched um, two of his later films. I mean, they're from the 90s, so still 25 still years old. Still ancient. Um, <laughs> but I watched Cry Baby with young Johnny Damp. Damp. <laughs> Canceled. Damp. Damp Johnny. <laughs> his clothes would never dry off during filming. <laughs> no. Well, it's called Cry Baby. Johnny Damp. Yeah. He was damp yeah. from crying. He was damp and like it never dried in the Seattle area every time they shot a film. Yeah. No, we have to call him Johnny Damp because we can't say his real name out of disrespect. Oh. Actually, this is a reference to the last episode, which hasn't been released at the time of recording this episode. <laughs> that confusing. Lily and I had a crush on a certain person who was named Johnny Deep <laughs> because he looked like Johnny Depp and his Tinder name was Johnny Deep. Yeah. So... <laughs> Johnny Deep, Johnny Deep. Johnny Deep, Johnny. You just can't say the real one because 
Biakuas. Biakuas. Um, he's he's toxic as as f. Toxic as hell. <laughs> and then the other one I watched, which has a special place in my heart, is Pecker. Yeah, it's a good one. Did you, did you see it too? I watched it. That's Isn't one of the cute? ones I've seen. It's cute. Yeah, and it's it's also set in the neighborhood where I now live. And is this a neighborhood that's typical to the other movies, or it's a different? Yeah, it's it's set in Hamden, which mm-hmm. a lot of his movies at least have parts in Hamden. But Pecker is pretty much all set in Hamden. And something really crazy is that the only business that's still the same now as it was in the movie which is Frijoles, the bar that I go to constantly. Oh. And I, too, have been to Frijoles, and I had some of the worst food I've ever had in my yeah. life. It's the worst Mexican restaurant you've ever mm-hmm. been to, but the best bar and, like, neighborhood service industry meeting spot. Mm-hmm. So yes. another food that was featured in that film I remember was pit beef. And we were trying to talk about it on our last recording, but I couldn't have the words for it. I was just like a beef stand, you know, it's probably yeah. on every block. So is it a thing that's around in modern day Baltimore? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about a pit beef stand so in the movie his grandma has like a little stand outside of their house which is very cute um but it definitely is a thing the diner that i used to work at had like a pit beef thing on the menu i just thought it was literally like a made-up food and that i was like what the hell is pit beef yeah i still am a little unclear but spike have you a vegetarian Uh, no i've never had i'd never even heard of it since i till i watched that movie i think it's a baltimore local meat. Yeah, you're gonna have to come Pissy and Fit eat it. has a really well. interesting interest. Just one, I just say it's interesting because I didn't know this was a hobby. Kind of like how we talked about how moving could be Lots a of hobbies, yeah. Yeah. He loves uh, geo-gustation. Gastronomy. <laughs> Gastronomy. <laughs> so, just kind Gastro of... Gastro-obscura. Yeah, yeah. obscure. <laughs> so, kind local of... Local foods. Getting yeah. local foods. So, it makes sense to me that you saw Pit Beef and you said, I gotta yeah. try that. I follow where my taste buds take me and I just let them take the wheel. Yeah. So, when I first moved to Baltimore, I was working at this diner. Shout out, Chuck's Trading Post. And so, you know, the feeling when you work at a restaurant, but there's like old items on the menu that customers will still ask for. Mm. They're like, can I pit beef, please? (laughs) No, people would literally come in sometimes and they'd be like, can I get shit on a shingle? Oh, and I wow. was like, um, excuse me. Are you? I'm imagining that as like open face hot dog bun, pit beef in three lines, like laterally, and then a lot of gravy. The is only that- thing I can imagine is literally poop on a shingle. That's what I was imagining. Expand your imagination. This is a diner. Yeah, we'll see. Shit on a shingle. Baked potato. <laughs> Well, you have Spam to come eat on baked potato. Spam, yes. But it's abbreviated to SOS. Oh my God. And so they come and they like, waffle we need SOS. fries. Okay. <laughs> it, I think it was just 
pit beef on <laughs> bread or something like okay. that. Wait, so what is pit beef? It's like beef that you make in a pit? <laughs> I have no meat? idea. So pit beef is a dish of roast beef prepared over a charcoal fire commonly used. It, it looks, looks amazing. honestly good, but I <laughs> With think With horseradish and mayo. I'm going to mm. say that the name and is not... raw onion. Mm. Is not selling it well. I'm I know, salivating. and neither was the name shit on a shingle. <laughs> Watch out for the shit. mic. On a yeah. shingle is not zone. I also feel like it must have been really messy because I asked my coworker Grace, I was like, so why don't we have shit on a shingle anymore? And she was like, well, you know, it was all carry out during the pandemic and shit on a shingle doesn't travel well, if you know what I mean. Okay. And I was like, mm. oh. If you know what I mean, you're like, you know, I really you know. don't. <laughs> so basically the story of Pecker is <laughs> to bring it back. His grandma, I think, sells pit beef. <laughs> a minor detail for the- <laughs> And that is the story of the whole movie. <laughs> That's what all makes sense. Something about John Waters is that he's one of the only few people from Baltimore in pop culture that is representing Baltimore in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Pecker is kind of, basically Pecker is like this young guy who's a photographer and he's taking pictures of true Baltimore. So, you know, we have strippers, we have drug dealers, you know, it's like Baltimore is kind of rough and tumble, but also artsy and eclectic mm-hmm. and fun. And then basically these like New York socialites take it. And it's kind of about the divide between Baltimore and New York City. And mm-hmm. there was a line in it, which I wrote down because it made me think of you, Spike, is that Christina Ritchie is mad that her boyfriend, Pecker, keeps going up to New York City and she says, I'm a Baltimore girl and that's where I should stay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, watching this movie made me so, like, feel so good about Baltimore because Baltimore, it's a city that gets looked over. Like, whenever there's things on the news or, like, a band is touring, Baltimore is always skipped over and I feel like everyone who lives here has kind of an inferiority complex about it like Baltimore is just weird but it's actually livable yeah 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 it is and it is like very humble and weird and unpretentious and I think that like New York people might look down on it for that but that's very lovable and then in the end of the movie well Spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen Pecker from 1996, (laughs) please skip forward three minutes. But basically what happens is like, as Elka said, he's photographing all of his like family and friends and like regular Baltimore people. And then they become famous because his art becomes famous. And they're like, what the fuck? You're rich pecker, but this is just ruining our lives. And we're not getting anything out of this. And you're exploiting us. And he doesn't know what to do. His girlfriend little Christina Ritchie, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, that's just that. We're like Pecker and his girlfriend, <laughs> Christina Ritchie. Is it Ritchie? Oh, oh, yeah, it is funny that she's in that movie. She's an icon. Everyone's mad at him and he's like, fuck, I have to fix this. So then he invites all of the posh New York people to a show in Baltimore and they they walk in 
and it's all pictures of them and it's like the camera has been flipped oh. and it's all back on the rich kind people. of deplorable right. yeah yeah and they're like what the fuck this is awful and then he gets all of his friends back he saves his dad's business that's like mm-hmm. this unsuccessful bar and i don't know it's just very cute and wholesome but also very weird in the way that john waters is of course classic weirdo classic yeah speaking of baltimore representation like when i got to baltimore to visit you for the first time i was like it's funny because i've never really seen baltimore portrayed in the media except hairspray and i feel like john Mm -hmm. waters kind of is the one window into baltimore and i would say even though most of his films are you know 30 to 50 years old They hold true. Like, it is a pretty, like, weird, funny, funky place. Like, there's a lot of, like, buildings with, like, weird sculptures and flamingos. Oh no. Triggered. <laughs> For context in the original Lost recording, in the, the Lost, the lost Files, um, <laughs> Spike and I got in an incredibly heated argument oh. about flamingos and Baltimore. And I just want to say, Apology Corner, I'm sorry. And Honestly, I'm just over it. Yeah, it's it's blown over. Me and Elkis got in a fight, really getting into the specifics of why there are a lot of long flamingos <laughs> in Baltimore and Hamden. But, you know, we don't have to rehash it. Agree to agree, agree to disagree. We're all friends again. There is a film called Pink Flamingos. And in the neighborhood of Hamden, where Pecker is filmed... There are a lot of flamingos that may have been John Waters inspired and they may have been there before John Waters even ever lived. <laughs> Do you agree? Well, I, I love the open ended question. Then, like, do you agree with my- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I asked um, some of my old Hamden friends about this whose mm-hmm. families have lived here for generations long before John Waters ever existed. And they said that they think that the flamingos are just not related to John Waters for the people that are from Hamden, but then maybe some of the like new Hamden people put them up because of John Waters. So it's just all intertwined, intermixing, chicken or the egg. So black and white thinking yeah, in John Waters' world. Yeah, and it's vocally not either fried, or. It's, it's not yeah. vocal, it's not fried. <laughs> vocally fried is all about nonviolent communication, NBC, and nuance. And not arguing with your best friend on air. <laughs> Honor? Who's that? <laughs> oh, no, no, I said not. My not best friend, Honor. Who the fuck, <laughs> the fuck is, is that? I said not arguing with your best friend on air. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, awkward. All right. So what else do you 
Hissy fit know about our dear, dear friend, John Waters. Time to get out the moleskin. <laughs> Speaking of a mole, uh, there's a John Waters character, Mole McHenry. This is my one fact I'm throwing in because I am not obsessed with John Waters. Hissy. This is, this is why you're on. <laughs> there's uh, Mole McHenry in the, in the, in the, film Desperate Living in 1977, which kind of highlights sort of a shantytown on the outskirts. Um, But it's one of the first trans man characters represented in media. The first one, I think, was 1972, but it was in a Spanish movie. Um, Mm. So, yeah. And in this, like, this character even gets phalloplasty, um, which is like the reconstruction of a phallus, but then rips it off in an incredibly gory scene. So there's a lot of, like, gore and eek and on, uh, but still cutting edge stuff. Yeah, and can't be. That's that's my that's, that's what I have to contribute. And also, uh, hairspray. I was in in high school. Um, it was really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Spike's this like, story. I've heard this one before. Yeah, we've heard it all. We've heard it all before. We recorded in Denver. You were, I think I've seen this. Me and my ex girlfriend in high school, we wore big, big wigs. And we would, we wrote the understudies and we'd hold hands and watch the stars in our big, big hairspray wigs in the middle of the second act. Yeah. And do you think Um, John Waters inspired your love story? I mean, there was a little bit of deviance for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Was there filth? (sighs) Was there filth? I mean, we were literally on the like black asphalt parking lot watching the stars so yes getting our costumes and wigs very dirty so irresponsible (laughs) but we would like fully leave the second act and just hope that you know someone wouldn't break a leg on stage because i didn't even know any of my understudy lines for penny when you break a leg on stage it's good yeah well if you break two (laughs) that's when it's bad and that's That's when you never study but if one leg is broken you are legally obligated to continue on with the show yeah because that's not enough to like get off stage I like to call John Waters the Sultan of Sleaze, the Baron of Bad Taste, and the Pope of Trash. And I want to talk specifically about Divine, who was in the Dreamlanders. And Divine is a very, was a very famous drag queen who's in most of his films. (laughs) I do have a follow-up question. Yes. <laughs> if you had to pick the three of us, Sultan of Sleaze, Bear in a Bad Taste, and the Pope of Trash. Who would be who? Who would be who and, and give I feel like you're justification. The, Doesn't need to make too much sense. I think you're the Sultan of Sleaze, mm. just because I see you as a Sultan. Okay. <laughs> the Pope of Trash, I think, is Spike. She she has to carry her um her compost all the way to the farmers market every weekend. <laughs> And so, You're so, yeah. so I walked with her. Thank you. Thank you. Trash. Thank you. And then I can only assign myself the Baron of Bad Taste because you didn't like the other two. Yeah, I didn't like the other two at first, and um, I watch Instagram reels about you know um, trad wives sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Trad wives and or oh my god, lesbian. mommy vloggers lesbian mommy vloggers is a big Mm -hmm. and it's like i hate watch them because they're like there's like this whole thing where they kind of like to like make jokes 
as if I don't even know how to describe it. They make jokes as if they had sex to create a baby, but it's like I. So they're always like, "We did something naughty." Yeah, I'm pregnant, and it's like, "No, you did IVF." And then they talk about IVF. So I'm always like. I don't know. Just IVF seems not sexy to me. It's not my thing, but um, yeah, they like don't to use... Don't shame. I'll do you guess. know what ovipositors are? <laughs> is that like... It has nothing to do with IVF, but I'm pretty... Like egg kink? Yeah, like the egg, egg like a full egg. Like, yeah. It's for very, like, salamander-like... Very John Waters. <laughs> Amphibian. Yeah, so maybe that's what's going the on. The lesbian mommy vloggers reminds me of Pink Flamingos, that, like, business where those two people are like oh they're like selling babies selling babies to lesbian couples and they're competing to be as disgusting as divine they want to be more disgusting than her yeah i feel like john waters is most iconically just known for his very like cutting edge queer representation at a time where that was not happening and honestly watching it now i'm like still cutting it (laughs) Mm. I know. Yeah. What are some ways you wish like that vibe translated over to modern day? Like, what are we missing? Well, in Pecker, it was like a mainstream movie question mark. I'm not sure how, but like there's a lesbian um, strip club where they all have full bushes and they like show the full bush. So you want more bush? I want more bush. More bush. Yeah. More bush in in family movies. (laughs) I know. It's like, yeah. And it was funny because I asked my parents, I was like, oh, did you guys watch John Waters movies? They were like, "Uh, look at us. We went to midnight screenings of every one of his films. And I was like, iconic. Yeah. So I'm sure it it um, helps sway that generation a bit, but there's definitely things in the movies that I think could be kind of seen as cancel worthy, but I'm also happy that people have decided to look past it. Cause he, I mean, his whole thing is like literally trying to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, he's definitely a provocateur just like us, you know, yes. <laughs> he's the hope of trash. Yeah, I mean, definitely some stuff it doesn't hold up 40 years later or however much time it's been. But you do have to, you know, push the boundaries to make something like worthwhile. So, yeah, Spike. So you've seen a bunch of his movies in the last few months because you've been diligently doing your research. <laughs> were, there any, student. Yeah. were there any scenes in particular that made you uncomfortable? I can think of one that really really give me the ick or should I say the bok bok? <laughs> well, I'll just say, you know, there's a lot of like rape, incest, murder, <sighs> violence in all of his movies, especially the early ones. But I do feel like the two of you made it seem so bad that I was like oh, really? bracing myself to be like really triggered or something. Oh, it's more like watching like a weird like clown show on a stage. Yeah. Like, it's not like actually watching like a rape happen. Yeah, it's very I cartoonish. Mean, yeah. And it's yes, like that's the word. So I think it also it's partly because it's like so low production. Like yeah. his early <laughs> movies cost like one thousand 
thousand dollars or less. And that's what I love is seeing them sort of like break character. It's really just a group of friends like yeah. collaborating yeah. and they're like not pay, you know, like background actors. They're just sort of like, haha, we're laughing at our friend. We're trying to like be scared in this scene. Yeah. And I love that break. I love that too. People always say it's not funny to break character laugh, but I strongly disagree. <laughs> My mirror neurons are triggered and I can't help but laugh with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so science corner of you, Elka. Yeah. Psychology, cor- psychology, psychology today, today. corner. <laughs> But I feel like the scene that did disgust me, it's at the end of Pink Flamingos where Mm. where Divine eats dog poop in the alley. (laughs) Fecal matter? Fecal feces. (laughs) And it is an alley that I do frequent in Mm. real life. Do you frequently eat fecal matter there? I can't say I have. I've probably seen fecal matter there, though. That seems highly likely. Mm-hmm. On our walking tour, on our John Waters Baltimore walking tour, we did see this famous alleyway where Divine ate poos mm. and took her crown as the filthiest woman alive. Wow. And just to clarify, you guys, did you, was this a formal walking tour or something you made yourselves? <laughs> um, it was okay. formal. <laughs> but if you came to Baltimore, we would charge it's, you money to go I on it. I love that. It is very DIY John Waters, just two friends. Yeah. So basically, we went to um, that alleyway. We tried to find a mural of Divine unsuccessfully. Uh, apparently, there is one in Seattle, so it could be a bi-coastal walking tour. Spike, you can walk from Baltimore to Seattle. <laughs> so <I'll> start walking <laughs> tonight. Oh start God, walking, please, yeah. Um, and then we went into the highlight of the walking tour was going into Atomic Books, which is his favorite bookstore, and it's where he receives all of his fan mail. And I did purchase a signed copy of his memoir, which mm-hmm. you were just reading. Right, we were ago. doing some last minute studying oh up, uh, and, I, and it was so last minute that I suggested bibliomancy, which is when you just <laughs> take a little book, you flip through it, you feel when the book page wants to be spoken through, and I, I thought there's something that wanted to come through, but nothing. <laughs> John was not ready to be summoned, and that's okay. And I'm not devoted enough, obviously, to be a channel. <laughs> You're not it divine. seems, yeah. My favorite part. He's of- alive still. We have to keep yeah. every time we talk about him, like he's the past every time. But all of his holiday cards are on the wall and framed in Atomic Books, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. So I'll post a picture of what that looked like in our Instagram post. Plug, follow us. Yeah, and so. What else did we see on our walking tour? Frijoles. We saw. Oh, well. I mean, I feel like the, in Packer um, grocery store that they are at in the first scene where they're playing that game where they just like put random things in people's carts and then they accidentally buy them. That A place is game. called the food market and it still exists <laughs> except name. for. Yes, classic, but it's been converted into a restaurant, but it still has like the original name and sign. That's cool. And there was his mom has a thrift store where everything is 50 cents. Iconic queen. Wow. Thirty queen. (laughs) 50 queens. 50 cents. No, it's not. I woke up. I woke up from my nap. People are sleeping on People Baltimore. Are sleeping on Baltimore's 50 cent thrift shop as featured in 1994 film <laughs> Pecker. 
Um, and then there's the spin and grin or whatever the laundromat is called. Christina Ritchie or Ritchie. <laughs> Ritchie. Um, Ritchie. And she really has a passion for getting stains out of clothing, which I think is very Cute. something as a goopy girl I could use some help with, mm. honestly. That's a secure attachment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a funny fact that I learned um, in an interview Please. today about the yeah. poop alley? Of yeah. Course. So yes. they were saying that after they filmed that scene, it was kind of impromptu and they were talking about how John Waters would like make up a lot of the script as they filmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is evident. Uh, which, yes, it is. <laughs> you can tell. But Divine or the actor said that after they filmed that scene, he was actually worried about like health stuff. So oh, yeah. he called the hospital, but he didn't want to s- want it to seem like he'd eaten poop. So he was like, hi, and like put on the voice of like an old lady was like, hi, this is Mrs. Johnson. Um, I have a question. And they were like, OK, what's your question? And he was like, is it OK if someone ate dog feces and they were like okay we're gonna need some more details like who (laughs) ate them and he was like my son and they were like okay well how old's your son and he was like 24 years old (laughs) and they were like um that's really weird and they were like just monitor your son's stomach and get rid of the dog get rid of the dog make pippies out of the dog yeah Kill the dog? It's really juicy pippy. <laughs> really? Tender bits. That's so funny to say that it was like your 24-year-old son. Like, I feel like at that point, you could just say it was you. I would love to receive a call from John Waters himself. <laughs> Some more fun <laughs> facts about John Waters <laughs> are that is that his friends were arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit indecent exposure while filming part of his full, first full-length movie, Mondo Trasho, 1969. Great year if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> The scene in question featured a naked hitchhiker in a convertible and was shot on Johns Hopkins University campus, which is pretty close to where you live. True. Oh, I didn't say conspiracy. Conspiracy to commit Mm. nudity. So they didn't commit it, but they were. This is when we talked about John Hopkins summer camp last time. I remember. Did you go to John Hopkins when I did my invention class? Oh, do you remember this? No. Oh, okay. It was like uh, you had to test into the summer camp, and then you could. It was was like gifted child vibes, like uh, and. Then I got to pick the class I wanted to take. But the most exciting one was like inventions because they were all kind of like math and science boring classes for my end. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I invented like a paradise island theme sort of dog kennel. Welcome to my island. (laughs) A dog kennel? Yeah. An island I just basically took my actual dog's dog kennel and just like put palm trees on it and things like that. Did you put any pink flamingos on it? But possibly, yeah. Oh my god. Wait, so you went to a camp. Where? It was in Los Angeles, but it was like John Hopkins sponsored the camp. 
like a satellite. Mm. And your parents paid for you to go to a camp where you then decorated your dog's kennel, kennel. as an invention. Yeah. And they were like, you are a genius. And then there was like, yeah, and they were like, gifted, gifted. They were like, oh, Yeah, wow. and I think, I don't know, I was just like, it's a kennel, but, and I don't know why I thought the dog was staying in there for days on end. Oh, like, I was like, there's paradise. water. A road there's trip. A, I'm like, it's within the vacation. <laughs> oh, it's a vacation kennel. It's a vacation kennel. <laughs> Fresh water, maybe like a little waterfall going down. Maybe there's some spa music playing. Ooh, no I investors yet. Could use that. Totally. He's the little seller. He travels the country and the table trying to sell. <laughs> <laughs> he works for you. The Sultan of Sleaze. He is the yes. original Sultan Sleaze. of Sleaze. As he fits little Pomeranian. <laughs> I guess what I was saying about Bach Bach earlier is the scene that made me most <laughs> uncomfortable is when there's two people having sex and there's chickens around them. They have sex and they kill a chicken in between their bodies. Oh. And they definitely actually kill because, you know, no budgets. They weren't not Oh, it was killing. a real chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. fully killed Animals a were harmed in the making. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Animals yeah. were harmed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember which one that was. I want to say Pink Flamingos. I think it was Pink Flamingos, too. As well. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I think Bodies just got to be bodies sometimes. Yeah. Hissy, were you disturbed or shocked by any scene? It's really been quite a while since I've definitely memory <laughs> Mort McHenry. What's his name? Mole McHenry. First representation of phalloplasty. <laughs> oh, gory. The, it's the one fact I'll be providing. You just repeat the same story tie over, it back and over and over again. You're like, did someone say something about mole? Did anybody know that John Waters <laughs> often uses alliteration? In his first and last yes. names of characters. That's so true. Tracy Disturbing. Turnblad. Yeah. Disturbing Tracy Turnblad. Moment. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Oh, I really did like kind of the trope, though, of like a bunch of young kind of gay flamboyant guards, like in charge of like servicing sexually the queen. Like the mm. I thought I was into that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> what film is that? From? That's a Desperate Living. Oh. oh, I haven't seen that one. I slept through that one. You slept out. That that theme didn't do it for you. So yeah, I slept through that one. It was mostly screaming, from what I remember. It's they go to this town called Mortville. Yeah, which is a town, and then there's like a kind of like creepy domineering queen. Yes, person. yeah. Who was also, I think, the egg lady in... It's a lot of... The Dreamlanders are in most of the films, so they kind of just repeat through them. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, mort, mort in French means death. Mm -hmm. So the town is Mortville and everyone there has committed murder. Got it, got it, got it. And so they're kind of outcasts Mm -hmm. from society, which is messed (laughs) up. Um, And then within Mortville, there's kind of this queen that um, I guess I slept through the part where... It's near the end. Yeah, I I definitely missed that. But I've got to watch it. I feel like the early movies it's a lot of like yelling and like really old sounding audio and i was Mm. watching this interview of john waters talking about how recently criterion collection put his old movies on their platform and he was like oh my god we really didn't like pay attention to 
all of the background noises and like people in the background of the movies and that's another reason i like it because it reminds me of like a movie i would just make with friends with zero thought zero production and zero budget i have a fun fact yeah um, and that is have either of you ever heard of patty hearst yes yeah, so basically Patty Hearst, if that name isn't ringing a bell, is in Pecker. She's one of the fancy New York socialites. Mm-hmm. She's a granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst, who's like this billionaire publishing guy. If you are from California, like Hissy Fit is, you probably know about Hearst Castle, which is like, oh, no. And- <laughs> I'll then check my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Hearst Castle is like this, it's like this billionaire. He like carted in castle supplies from around the world. So there's like a Greek bath with like roman statues and like french castle parts it's really wild you can tour it but basically just like you know old old money um but somehow like she was like an actress like d-list c-list actress ended up in pecker after that um she was more known for being kidnapped for ransom mm-hmm. by the Sim- Symbionese Liberation Army, a.k.a. the SLAW. And she was found and arrested 19 months after being abducted. But that time she was a fugitive um, because she had been brainwashed for serious oh crimes. She had helped with a few armed robberies. Yeah, it's just kind of a crazy story and just funny that she's in Pecker as like a side character. That is really crazy. Is she the New York lady? She isn't the agent. She's like a blonde lady in Pecker. On Lady 2. Yeah. On Lady 2. She's definitely a a supporting character. But yeah, it's a a wild story. Um, I think this all happened in San Francisco and my dad used to live there. So he was like around when all of this was happening. So it's kind of part of my family lore. Wow. Basically best friends with your parents. Basically, Patty is my godmother. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the movies that I watched recently, they're kind of more of the mainstream movies. So Mm -hmm. I expected them to be more kind of normal. Mm -hmm. But like a theme that I like in all of the John Waters movies is all of them have like a weird friend group of theater kids that we can all relate to. But then they all have the most like sweet, supportive families. And I was watching another interview and he was talking about how... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We're holding this episode. I feel the ground. I feel... (laughs) I feel held. I feel held like a baby. Deeply connected to the core of the earth right now. (laughs) We're just flailing. Spike has taken the last three months to just watch a John Waters movie movie a day an episode at her lunch break wow she is truly a student of mr waters Beautiful. himself the, and i've been outdone of the king of the how did you get obsessed with John Waters? i was trying to make up for my horrible 
performance in the last time we did this episode but i think we should do all of our we're all bringing different philosophies as to how the direction of vocally and i love the direction you've taken (laughs) i say work with what's here work with what's alive yeah be in the present moment you know follow your desires um he, he was talking about how like he grew up so he grew up like in this in the suburbs of baltimore he was upper middle class from a Roman Catholic family. So his parents were very conservative and just like obviously didn't get him at all. And something I thought was really funny is that his mom, he would always come home from school and tell her stories about this weird kid in class who was silent and would just draw in black marker all day. And then one day it was like parent teacher conferences And his mom asked the teacher, like, so who is this, like, kid who's just, like, silent and draws weird stuff with black marker? And they were like, that's your son. (laughs) Like, he's talking about himself. Wait, I'm (laughs) confused. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) He was acting like there's this weird weird kid, but he's talking about something. I'm giving him a kissy bit of fidget so that he can follow the story. (laughs) Yeah, start fidgeting. (laughs) Start fidget spinnering. It might be a little loud, though. Okay. Just do it quietly. (laughs) Fidget quietly. Just like John Waters as a child. Like be a mime. Fidget like a mime. Like a mime, sweetie. Yeah, like, like there was mime. this weird person on the podcast episode who wouldn't stop fidgeting and making noise. And they didn't want a spinner. They wanted a squeezy ball. And they made someone take it out of the box. <laughs> but obviously his first movies were so weird. But his parents funded them. And I feel like for Roman Catholic oh, parents Nepo, to do baby. that. <laughs> no, yeah. But like. You know, a lot of parents wouldn't have been that supportive. That is surprising. I have noticed a trend in just like listening to comedy podcasts that a lot of the like most bizarre comedians grew up Catholic. I don't really have any good friends that like went to Catholic school, but I can imagine it does some kind of weird things to your brain and Mm -hmm. makes you kind of obsessed with things that are a little wrong. I've noticed that just listening and supporting your children's art can take them far like Like their paradise dog cage (laughs) right well that's yeah and then i think after that they were like "Mm, we've done enough and then it was no more john hopkins no more stem camp for you i mean i feel like the whole thing of like being the sultan of bad taste i feel like his family was super proper And so he had a good idea of what, like, good taste was supposed to be. So he, like, knew. Mm. Oh, everything he did was, like, subverting that. Yeah. That's true. There are a lot of themes of Catholicism. For instance, in Pecker, the grandma has this, like, wax sculpture of Mother Mary that she, like makes talk and it goes I don't remember what the phrase is because it's like a classic Catholic phrase but she like says all these Mother Mary things and then Mm. basically like she calls the full church full of grace, to, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like full of grace. She's like Mother Mary, full of grace. But basically, she says that, and then she like calls over the Catholic Church to like see her divine sculpture who speaks, and they like see through her, and they're like, "That's not speaking." And then they tell her she's a bad Catholic, and um, she's very upset. 
Yeah, but then at the end, the, her like Mary statue actually does speak, oh. and she's not like like using her as a puppet. So divine so, intervention is real. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking at. I remember I did see multiple maniacs, mm-hmm. and there is a scene of Mink Stole masturbating Lady Divine's anus with a rosary in the church <laughs> chapel. Now that's now that's that Catholic is filth. yeah, but that had never like that level of blasphemous imagery had never been. But that's kind of what I'm saying is you. I still am not seeing that level of blasphemous imagery. Yeah, today. today. So he was, like, doing this stuff in the 70s, and then, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, it's not like you're going to put on the other two, and there's rosary anal masturbation going on. Do you think it's because we're a lot more afraid now? To- <laughs> <laughs> it sounds from fear. I think no, I think no one... No one could do it like John Waters. Mm. He wasn't afraid. I mean, also, it was, it was pre-cancel culture, so. Oh, my gosh. My favorite divine quote, and divine, divine <laughs> Disney adult corner, she was the inspiration for Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Right. But yeah, just iconic drag queen, starred in most of the films. Um, and in, I think it's female trouble. Is that the one? Anyway, she gives this incredible monologue and says these beautiful words, kill everyone now condone first degree murder, advocate cannibalism, eat shit. Filth is my politics. Filth is my life. And scene. Amazing. (laughs) All right, hissy fit. What's in and out for you right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it doesn't have to be John Waters related. Thank you, Spike. And I'm ready. <laughs> Here comes I'm the ready. mouth. We know that's not going to I've happen. been waiting. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then you go, well. Let me get my moleskin Mole, notebook. Mole McHenry. Mole McHenry. <laughs> 1976. First representation. And the first one was in This Spain. felt like it was out of a John Waters <laughs> movie. I love a little bit of magic in life. I firmly believe we're not really using our time very well on Earth, mostly. <laughs> In the, in the way we could be creating magic on the drive to see a movie with Elkis, I literally pulled over because I saw a really cute neighborly thing and it was just advertising pie. And I was like, how much? How much? It was free pie. How much is that the pie, pie in the, in the lawn. window? Um, <laughs> there was a pie shoot and it was this big, big mouth with a little shoot and you had to put your hand in it and then the pie would come Ooh. down to you. And it was totally free and there was even a gluten-free variety. And because I like to try a new wow. flavor, there was like seven handmade little hand pies and i said i'll take aronia which is just kind of like blueberry adjacent i just didn't know and i had to i had to know my little taste buds and how was it delicious Uh, but then you know we were going to this little theater where they were like no food and beverages inside so i had to like kind of fake gobble it down and pretend i ate it all outside the place but just a little bit of magic (laughs) neighbors doing it like once or twice a year pie shoot that's in. Pie shoots are in. That's really cute. And the other thing that's in is um, I am going to take a trip to Berlin in October. And I was like, Berlin's close to Poland. And I have a lot of Polish ancestry. So I was trying to figure out the exact towns and things. There's not too many aunts and uncles doing their uh, archival work there. But I did get a um, article about 
um, some of the Polish ancestry I have, and they are literally from the area Pomerania, which is now modern day Poland. It used to be kind of like Germany, Poland crossover. And so, yeah, I'm literally a Pomeranian, just like my little puppy. So (laughs) that was exciting. I, yeah, like, like, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to take the travel tropical dog carrier on your trip? Oh my God. It was a little big. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's actually too spacious for Crumbles. (laughs) Yeah, he needs to, yeah. He likes to burrow. I don't want him that comfortable. Yeah. His baseline is not, is a little bit of hypervigilance. So if we get him a little too, it's just, Mm. that's uncomfortable for him. Yeah. I see. (laughs) If he's comfortable. What do you guys think about pie with cheese? Hmm. Cheese on top, cheese inside. I like a Danish. Like apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese on top. Yeah, I've never eaten that, but I'd love to try it. Yeah. Oh, I saw it. You know where I saw it? On my unorthodox life. Yes, yes, yes. The TV show. That's why. Oh, I really? Know that. Okay. Yeah. My they family go to eats that. That show is very in. It's apparently more of a southern thing. You put like American cheese sense. on top of the pie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My family does it with cheddar, but yeah. it's a bit old. Is it in or out? I feel like it's in to be adventurous with your food, mm-hmm. creative. Mm. To each their own. Yeah. Elkis, do you have anything to add? Um, something that's in is, as mentioned, um, we saw a film. It was called Theater Camp. Mm. And it brought glistening tears to our little theater kid eyes. We were truly, it was like so sweet and I'd really recommend it. And something that was wild, which is really not that crazy to anyone but me, is the whole movie. I was like, this camp looks so familiar. It really looks like a camp in upstate New York. And then I was like, really looks like this camp that I went to for a week in high school, um, this Jewish summer camp called Kutz. And then as the movie went on, like there was a part where they're in like this area, which if you were in youth group, you know, you, you get kind of down and dirty to those Hebrew songs oh. in the song <laughs> session. Um, and I was like, dang, it really looks like that. And then I got in the car after I looked up where it was filmed and it was filmed at the camp that I went wow. to. That's so cool. It is very down and dirty. I was a song leader in this youth movement and one time <laughs> literally made my hands bleed because I was uh, going so hard with like my guitar for the oh my god that's hard it was called shira aka song session i don't understand because like the songs were all like hebrew prayers but because we were horny teens we were like getting down and dirty like and grinding kind there of more like moshing grind. yeah it's more moshing <laughs> so kind of like a punk anyway those bodies could get in contact yeah yeah like you were like so jumping up against people and stuff and then you had someone much like yeah. hissy fit in front who's like really leading the crowd yeah. energetically honestly still when i hear those songs i want to freaking dance you gotta sometimes we'll like get drunk at a party down and yeah. we'll like go into the corner and sing like na 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 <laughs> no party like a West Coast party. immediate like middle school grind line. <laughs> middle yeah. school grind line <laughs> against the wall. A literal Hebrew prayer. And then there would always be like really weird like translations. Like my best friend's dad is Israeli and he'd always be like, that's literally like not correct. <laughs> Like, there was this one song that was like... Biblical Hebrew is different than modern Hebrew. It was like, 
sweet as honey on our tongue. And I was like, sweet as honey, sweet, sweet as honey, sweet as honey, honey on, on our tongue. tongue. I but thought it was one communal tongue. <laughs> I just think there was a lot of like mistranslation going on. Yeah. One big That's tongue funny. for the pie shoot. Put your hand in there. Yeah. <laughs> one of the details that was funny is that like every night there would be a nightly performance from one of the counselors. Mm-hmm. Where they'd like read or sing a song. And I just, we would get sung to at my Jewish summer camp before night. And one time we had Jewish song celebrity Dan Nichols, who wrote a lot of those songs. Sing oh us good night and tuck you into bed. It was basically like having John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes he'd bring his own little son. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he would play on little guitar and make his fingers bleed. Tiny guitar. Oh, yeah. His son would come in with a guitar? I think Ed Danik or Rick Recht. They're all kind of the same Rick brand of Recht. Jewish man. Like all his song, he's like singer songwriter, but only songs in Hebrew, like diaspora. Wait, like. what if that was like your next career move? It definitely, I mean, it was had to be a Jewish yeah. pop star. You just have it's to like possible. make up. Pop. I don't think it'd be that hard. You I would be like, Chase I do dreams. love like a Yiddish metal band or like so they, when they do cool. like a like, uh, but yeah, punk, <laughs> Yiddish <laughs> punk. Yeah, I feel like, like the best part punk is hot. Yeah, about like the Jewish pop songs is you wouldn't have to make up new lyrics. You just kind of take things yeah. straight out of the Torah. Totally go for it. <laughs> straight from the Word of God. Yeah, the Word of God, and then you just sing exactly and like create a tune that'll make teens really horny. Yeah. Oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> Apology. You're gonna have to apology wait. Until, you're gonna have to wait until the next apology corner. Don't cancel me. You're gonna have I to just beg once, for mercy and wait until the next apology corner. I was once a horny teen. Okay, <laughs> I can speak on this. <laughs> I relate to what you're saying about like the best camp songs. One time, mm. I went with my friend, shout out Julia, to Christian summer camp. Mm-hmm. The songs, the way she was like, the songs are so good. You have to come. That and was she had me. A, I was like, the music. It's the, the music. music. And she had a CD from the camp and they were so good. It was like the, you know, the classic, our God is an awesome God. Like yeah. that type of vibe and so I went with her so I guess I didn't really think about it but it it was all about like the bible and trying to get you to like be confirmed (laughs) I was like like, I didn't see that coming I was like Julia I thought you said it was all about the music and crafting but (laughs) there was this day where we you know like we baked bread to represent like the body of Christ. They were mm-hmm. teaching you to be a trad wife. Yeah, and then they were talking about the um 10 commandments and like all of these things that are Heard bad. And they were like, "Oh my god, Divine would hate it. Divine's all about first degree murder." To tie it back to the theme. I know. <laughs> she would have fucking burned that camp down to the ground. But um they were like going through them and then at the end we had to sign a contract that we would follow them. Ew. You're like, I do want to covet my neighbor. No, I was taking it really seriously and I was like, excuse me, like, I honestly... Horny jail. <laughs> I was like, I can't Don't covet your neighbor's you. wife. And they were like, Please which... Please covet a neighbor. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that I like said that I couldn't follow, I was like, I don't think I can never lie again. I yeah. just don't 
I know I'm going to lie. I like yeah. I can't break it. And so I like didn't sign on. And then funny enough. So like, of course, me and Elkis have talked about our rampant food allergies. I wasn't allowed to eat candy, anything that tasted good. <laughs> that's the dietary restriction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no Nothing food that's that going to bring good. joy to this child's heart or yeah. connection yeah. with other youth. <laughs> yeah. Cassava nope. only. Oh, God. Cassava and water chestnut only. <laughs> like, I like cassava, but water chestnut. Yeah, and water chestnut loaf. <laughs> It was Ooh. very weird texture. <laughs> um, dense and wet, as I'm getting. Exactly. Yeah. Very dense, very wet, very chewy, um, and dry at the same time. Oh, <laughs> what, what and dry? Like combination skin. They're like, this is her separate dehydrator we're sending with her. Yeah. Anyway, there was one day where we had like candy and popsicles, and I was like, it's okay, I'll just have some and then no one will ever find out. But then I go home and my mom's like, why is your tongue blue? And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to lie. Good thing I didn't sign the contract. <laughs> and I was like, oh, nothing, mom. I just ate, <laughs> I just ate some paint at camp. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, oh, mom, it's from my water chestnut loaf. Sometimes it turns blue. Yeah, it's a blueberry. It's a, a aronia. We put aronia, aronia. We foraged aronia, and I put it on my chestnut loaf. Oh, mom, you don't know what aronia is? I ate. I ate acrylic paint. It's fine. But then I was too young to know that like paint is toxic, mm. and so my mom was like, "What?" And she called the camp director and she was like, oh, no. my daughter oh. ate paint at your camp. This is unacceptable. And then the camp director was like, what do you mean? Like, we don't even have paint. We just have crafts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I had to come clean and I was so embarrassed. I was oh, like, no. now everyone here knows I'm a liar. I can never oh, be you'll never go a to Christian. Me. Yeah. 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 And so oh. I could never go back despite the amazing amazing songs my only experience at a christian camp was my mom's friend's daughter was going to a choir camp and of course i was in choir so my mom's like this will be a great opportunity for my daughter to bond with my friend's daughter mm, forced classic. friendships never work that's never. all i'm gonna say mm. <laughs> I like literally had a meltdown. Like, I just remember being like, I don't want to go. At this point, I'm sure I was like in Hebrew school too. I was like, I'm not Christian. I don't want to go. And my mom's like, it'll just be like fun. Like, it'll just be like a choir camp, like blah, blah, blah. We get there. There's like four people. We're in the basement. They literally made us walk around with Bibles on our heads. <laughs> what? That is like godly For wife shit. <laughs> yes. Amazing. It's kind no. of Cotillion vibes too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I finishing told, school. <laughs> I told my mom that and she was like, it was like a real I told you so moment because she was really like, no, like it's not going to be religious. It's just a choir thing. And then mm -hmm. like literally it was like I was in a basement in the summer walking <laughs> 
with a Bible That's on my crazy. head. And, she, and so because I told her that, she was like, okay, you don't have to go oh, back there. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. It was really weird. <laughs> they really indoctrinate you young. Like, that was really yeah. intense with the whole contract thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's out, Hissy Fit? What's out for me? I'm going to say the fact Troy Savon's uh, selling a dreidel for like over a thousand dollars. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by this Judaica line. Yeah. I think I feel the rush. It's about getting revenue. I feel the rush. <laughs> I do, but it has been like, I would love to, to play dreidel on some poppers. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And I see the crossover collab there between the rush of playing dreidel yeah, but and do the you rush think- of rush. Yeah, what's so special about this dreidel? Why is he selling it? It's very experimental. It's is it modern. It's, it's a- <laughs> okay. It's <Yeah>. art. <laughs> it's it's art, but it, for that price, I hope it spins. It better mm. spin, and, and by the looks of it, I'm not certain it does. Yeah, <laughs> the shape. I'm like, mm. we'll, we'll post a pic. So, Troisman's Judaica line is out. I would also say I I go go dance this weekend, but I did lock my keys in my car, oh, so I had to no. run off the stage as Triple A. Came my car and ran down. I looked very mysterious because I was wearing like mm. sunglasses, shirtless big boots like run 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 Wait, who is that guy i should read the where's he going that you sent me that night because we were together and then hissy fit left and then when he left i you know i was at a party i got drunk but he was calling me over and over again asking me for help but i like couldn't really comprehend what was happening unfortunately <laughs> apology <laughs> corner a few times <laughs> It says, can you go outside to my car when they arrive at 1022? Just got the alert. I ran off stage going to my car covered in baby oil. I'm going to make it. (laughs) Crisis averted. I reply 20 minutes later. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. (laughs) So I'm sorry I wasn't able to help you. I was asking for help, but not expecting it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, I think that we covered everything we need to cover in this delightful and well-organized episode. And I John episode. Waters rests easy and that this is <laughs> you really <laughs> needed to get a good night's sleep. Oh, I was like, this he's is alive. Gonna- he's alive. <laughs> we'll see after this. Yeah. We should send it to him. We could put it in his fan mail. Yeah. Okay, Spike, what's the goopiest thing you did this week? Well, I know the audience will be riveted to hear I went camping again. (laughs) For more than 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) It was also for one night again. Yeah, with like packaged like tempeh burger from the day from PCC. (laughs) We made a really good coconut Thai rice. I'll have you know. You made coconut Thai rice camping on your one day trip? Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. That in the pit. Yeah. And, and the meal. Pit beef. Yeah, and pit beef, of course. You're so outdoorsy. Wow. I'm worried you're going to step away from life as an audio engineer no, and go live in the I'll woods. Oh Don't God. worry. I can be, I'm multifaceted. Can be two, things. <laughs> two things can be true. But we were camping in this place called Assateague Island, and there's a population of wild horses there, which is really iconic. And you both should definitely come. 
And it was goopy. There was a lot of horse shit around. Divine would have eaten it up. She would have loved it. And it was really interesting. Learned a lot of facts about horses. They travel in bands of friends that they choose that they want to hang out with. And they have leaders. Yeah, they have lead mares that are like prettier and taller than the rest of them. I don't like clop clop. Yeah, it's kind of exclusionary. It's It's very hierarchical. It is like the click. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We have a folly artist. (laughs) 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 Me. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to say that his event did produce our theme song, so that's why he's so talented in the audio skills. That's so true. We do get a lot of compliments on that gorgeous song. Thank you. Garage band. Don't kiss and tell. But um, yeah, it was really fun. I still have sand in my hair. And we discovered something horrible, which is sand lice. Have you heard of oh, this before? I don't know, but those bug bites might be on my butt because we don't have really have chiggers in Washington. But I went to like an outdoor rave and came back with so many. And there was mm. sand, kind of sand bunkery. Yeah. Well, these are like in the ocean, so it might be different, but basically like I went in obviously as you do to jump in the waves and then I looked in my swimsuit and there was tiny, they looked like miniature crabs in there, but like so small that almost like grains of sand, but I noticed because they were moving around. So gross and like so disturbing and they're sand lice apparently. So everyone be careful out there. How do you get rid of sand lice? Well, apparently they're lice for um, like they're not attracted to humans. They're attracted to like fish or something something else so they're not like the same but they can give you a rash yeah so hopefully hopefully that won't be a continuing issue but that Mm -hmm. was probably the goopiest thing for me what about you elkis i feel like our goopy thing might be the same yeah ours is joint we went to maddie ray's slime factory (laughs) in the factoria bellevue mall it was cashing in on a birthday present a while ago, and there was only one uh, spot bought. So spot, spot uh, bot? Elkis basically just <laughs> super, we get one slime maker spot. Elkis okay. basically had to stand behind me and just support me as I made my slime. Mm, it was nice. kind of like a team building. Well, yeah. so basically, so good. Wait, can you explain what coats. this? I don't know what this place is. Is it like Build a Bear? <laughs> Kind of, but it's lower budget. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, you had to sign up per parent-child pairing. So Aww. I got a little confused because I was like, it said how many children. Really, it was none. Yeah. But <laughs> I just decided to go with one. So I was <laughs> not child. able to be included in the slime-making process. I was more, of a, I was more <laughs> of a supervisor. And so it was literally, like, three little kids 
and hissy fit, and then me and like three other parents, all in matching lab coats, <laughs> all like, and basically you were like, the look pe- at our little one. <laughs> I'm like, they're doing great. You're like, that one's mine. Which one's yours? <laughs> like, which one's yours? You know, I'm like, I'm an adult that has a good sense of, uh, you know, design. So I'm gonna obviously make a beautiful, and I ended up being like throw up yellow, and then like <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be my galaxy theme. I'm gonna do black, and then I'm gonna put like rainbow foam beads but it was like no it just like whatever my vision was that wasn't in the rules of the space meanwhile and, there was a little girl to our right who i was, felt like competitive who with was her. around and in awe yeah. yeah it was clear she makes slime a few times a week mm. hers were like professional level and she was like we they were like okay mix it in and we'd be like kind of well i mean hissy fit would be mixing i'd be watching and <laughs> giving suggestions <laughs> <laughs> some verbal affirmation some like backseat job, driving amazing and then we look over she's like kneading hers like she's a Whoa. pizza chef she's yeah. like braiding she's, bra- she's like spinning it in her Bubbling. hands she's making, she's yeah making she was making bubbles mondo mungo <laughs> mondo trasho bubbles mondo trasho bubble she was so impressive and then they at the end they were like I could tell that the workers, they were kind of losing steam, which I probably would too. So it was very robotic on their end. And they're like, they're like, okay, now it's time to put your slime on the slime wall. (laughs) And we're like, oh. It's kind of like the gum wall in Seattle, (laughs) where it's like everyone has taken Uh, a lot of their old, old flavorless gum and they just... It looked like that, but with, and I wanted to throw it because I thought it would splat, but it just bounced right off. So we really had to press it in there. It's like not made for the walls. Yeah. And then our question was like, it was in the sad mall outside of Seattle. And it's like, are they going to get their deposit back? Like they're they're (laughs) smearing slime everywhere. They're pretty much like the world will end with by the time Maddie Ray runs out of funding. So I don't think they're like worried about getting getting that deposit back. (laughs) And then I I think one of the highlights was the slime tank, which was just kind of this massive tank with for the price of 36 bucks. (laughs) You get to make two slimes. One is foamy, which basically we're talking about about a half cup. You're paying for about a half cup of white glue, half cup of shaving cream. And totally worth soda. it. I don't know if I can give away the company formula, but yeah, yeah. if I had paid for two children slots, it would have been upwards of seventy dollars. So, and you can't I even love. take it home; you have to put it on the no, wall. I took my slime. oh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, put I a did. little bit. Have on I the done wall. anything with it? It looks. You know what it is really sucks is like I'm like oh great I've got something to nosh on and now I can at least maybe another day where I don't need to get groceries I can push that off another day and then it's like no that's not hummus that's midnight galaxy <laughs> oh, black no. honey that's midnight, midnight galaxy black with foam bubbles and it says <laughs> do not eat <laughs> <laughs> no it's a good fidget though you should play with You're it right, yeah. you oh, should yeah, but during they, the oh, podcast they, made, they said what scent do you want and then they, and then I, they said we have it was pineapple, strawberry, and mango. And I chose one for it, but it's like that scent really stayed with me. It was like a really bad Bath and Body Works scent, but now mm, it's within the slime. Forever. Also, because I was the quote parent and like wasn't able to participate, I was like filming. Single parent. Single parent <laughs> life. I was like filming so and posting the whole thing. Hardest and then that job. evening, we went to a party where everyone had seen my story and everyone was like, whoa, is that amazing place you. I think I really misrepresented it. It did look we were cool. Just, yeah, people were, I was like, it's not uh, worth venturing out. Yeah. Everyone was asking. It was like, honestly, I was just taking a lot of pictures because I had nothing to yeah. do. 
Well, I also feel like when I watched <gasps> your story, facing. Yeah. it was like some pictures from that and then some pictures, I think, from like an art event. It seemed like it was the same place if you watched no. it later. That's what was You're like, on. what's this amazing yeah. With slime and art and goop. Oh, no. Well, as a goopy girl, um, I just kind of seek out goopy experiences. So those were definitely different ones. Mm-hmm. And the slime tank, you had to wear some gloves, but I let, you know, I went a little too far with it and let <laughs> the slime slip. There was no running As water. As a child, there was no running water yeah, inside in Maddie Ray's. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I mean, that's really, they're like, don't linger, get out, find the bathroom. They you move know, you yeah. through that process fast. Quick for each slime. Oh that was God. pretty hard for Hissy Fish. Yeah. You're I just another vision. number to them. <laughs> I felt that way. I didn't feel like they saw me. Your inner you child. Being, like, so it's one chart, and then you look over at like the little girl and she had like four <laughs> I felt like I was also asking like too many questions and not just like feeling it out like the children. Yeah. And I was like, it's time to just like let go. Like this yeah. is a gift. Yeah. Like, mommy, ch- mommy gave me this gift. You <laughs> let know? your inner child breathe. Lead you. Lead you. <laughs> I mean, it was screaming. It said more charm more charms that's my inner child is tantruming inside yeah, but really. I was limited by whatever dystopian feudal I don't know <laughs> that's Maddie Ray <laughs> Maddie Ray god damn you Maddie Ray she's like a slime influencer yeah slime influencer a slime influencer so yeah that was very goopy yeah and I think that basically you had to wear gloves in the in the um, slime tank and you know hissy over here uh, let the slime get into the gloves and then had to wipe it off with paper to dry paper towels oh no yeah it's always a funny little situation being in places where you have like adults with actual children and I'm like I'm trying to be a little kid inner child vibes but also not creep out out that I'm like connecting with your child (laughs) in the tank in the the slime tank you're like hey did you get some slime in your gloves too (laughs) you're like how many charms did you get because I only got two because I only got two yeah like you got more And then I'm like rolling my eyes with the other parents, like class. Yeah. And everyone's like, yikes. <laughs> we made an appointment. Yeah, we like, had we to make an, an appointment. appointment ahead of time. Yeah. It was like in a weird abandoned mall, you know, how malls are these days. Yeah, so. they're all abandoned. It's sad. <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. My little guy's getting sleepy. <laughs> I'm yawning on this shot. Time for bed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what I'm trying to do. That was not a yawn. I saw my Foley's little. Foley <laughs> that was good. You should start doing sound effects for our episodes. Please. We need them desperately. We desperate do. living out here. Desperate it's living. desperate out here. Like, is that oh, a like sound effect? <laughs> That was you good. You could maybe do sound effects for our different, our different like apology corners. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I'm like what's sorry. the <laughs> <laughs> what should be the um, goopiest moment sound effect? I think that was that it. was it. <laughs> Did you miss it? Do you need that again? <gasps> oh. Goopy, goopy, goopy girls. Oh. I'm so goopy. <laughs> well, that's theater camp training, all right. And in and out, we'll have something to do with like the burger. Mm. Where's my special sauce? Coming animal right fries, up. please. <laughs> no, it's like animal style, right? Animal style, please. <laughs> I'm not getting that reference. California. But... 
Because you're on the pit beef side of the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. There's there's only two food options. The West Coast has animal style and the East Coast has pit beef. I want pit beef sandwich now. <laughs> that, that's another After sound slime effect. Back. Mom, can we get pit beef? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. that's literally like, like the little girl in Pecker is addicted to sugar. Sugar. Oh, yeah. She's like, where's my sugar? Yeah. Where's my sugar? And that's yeah. kind of her whole thing. And then she gets put on ADHD medication. <laughs> Very timely. Yeah. And then she's yeah. only addicted wants to vegetables, vegetables. And she's really depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eat more What's sugar, her name? everyone. Like sugar Sally or something. <laughs> little Sally. Oh, little Chris little Chrissy. Duh. That's a perfect name for her. All right. Uh, I think that was an amazing episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug, Hizzy? No, no major projects. Still a lost boy. Got nothing going on for me. So... But two months ago, I, I I wrote my website question mark, but not ready to share it. Not Nor ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would say follow our parent business at Goopy Girls. Um, follow me on my comedy pop culture account at Late Night Elkis. Obviously, follow us on TikTok at Buckley Fried Pod. Follow me, Spike, at Intrusive Thought. And follow us, if you're not already, you're not a loyal friar, at, at Buckley Fried. Fried on Insta. Thanks, thanks Hissy, for listening oh, to... to- Oh, thanks, Hissy. For, can I say it? Yeah. Too? Thanks. You can say it for listening, listening to, to Vocally Fry.